Three, two, one. Mike Cisneros, and you are listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. That was Mike. This is the Gnarly Gnome. You know what this is, because you clicked on it in your podcast player of choice. Probably Apple Podcasts. I don't know. It, I, I don't have an Apple. I, I don't know. How, how many podcast applications do you have? One? Because of you, I have like six. <laughs> this is Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. This is the uh, annual Big Sis. We need to come up with like a good like Big Sis extravaganza, Big Sis uh, tapping show? event. It's the holiday show. I think is technically next week because um, that Monday falls on uh, Christmas Eve. So that makes more I think sense. that's I think that's going to be a, the official holiday show, but. I don't know. This is uh, this is Big Sis. This is an annual event where we uh, we'll dig into the beer here in a minute and uh, explain all that. But we we honor Mike. We started this uh, show. What was it? Almost four years ago. Is that right? Um, I mean, we're on. We're on. I ask you like you know. <laughs> it sounds like. <laughs> so it. I mean, I've been listening to tell it. you all of the trivia about the yeah. podcast. I think it was about four years ago because um, we're on season four right now. So that makes sense. Um, gathered around the kitchen table of the Cisneros household, and uh, the rest has been history. <laughs> you know, I don't know how many episodes later, we're still we're still trucking, and uh, we still do things definitely in the spirit of Mike, and try to keep things exactly the way that he wanted the show to be. I uh, was looking through stuff the other day and stumbled across the email that he sent me, um, probably the, one of the first emails that he sent me, you know, where he kind of outlined what this show was going to be and his ideas for it, and I read through it now, and it's like, oh yeah, we did that, and yeah, we did end up doing that, and it's, it's fun to see it like being what he wanted it to be. Um, Andy Reynolds, welcome to the show. I guess I should have introduced you, too. Yeah, uh, you're fine. Welcome to the show. If anybody listens to the show on a regular basis, they should know your voice by now, because I think you've been on, like, I don't know, like eight or nine times, something I don't, like that. I don't know. It's super nasally. I mean, it's kind of hard to mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I probably sound very nasally, too, because of this cold that I've been getting over. But um, So, let's start off. Let's. I mean, from the beer fridge, I guess that's, you know, how we... From the beer fridge. Here we go. Um, and since it's Big Sis, let's start with Big Sis. I believe that's the first thing you put in our, our flight here, too. It is. It is. Um, I also have a pint of it sitting in front of me because that's how I roll. <laughs> Why not, right? This Big Sis is traditionally a Czech Pilsner. Uh, this is a, a little less Czech. <laughs> <laughs> You're calling this a Copper Pilsner this year. Are we going to get into the story of why it's a Copper Pilsner? Because we can throw Adam under the bus. We're right not going to throw Adam under the bus. We're just going to say a participating brewery had a brewer here who picked up the wrong bag by mistake. It was right next to our Pilsner. It, it check Pilsner for anybody who doesn't realize what it is. It's, it's completely a smash beer. It's like the original smash beer. It's only Pilsner malt. A smash beer meaning single, single malt, malt single, single hop. hop. Right. So it's, it's only a Pilsner malt, and it's only... Uh, 
Seiya's hops, right? right? That's that's all it is. This tastes like it's got a little other malt in it besides Pilsner malt. Oh, it absolutely does. <laughs> so my Munich malt was right next to my Pilsner malt. Said person. Don't they label the bags? <laughs> they absolutely <laughs> label the bags. I hope he listens to this. Um, but said person picked up the bag, opened it up, realized he made a mistake. We taped it shut. That was during the decoction portion. And when we came to put in the, the other two-third portion of it, he picked up the bag and I guess put it in. Because that's where it would have had to have fallen. Because I was actually the one milling it in in the, in the decoction portion. And then the second portion... I was kind of relying on everybody's help, so so it's it's a little bit sweeter, a little bit darker, but it's still pretty, pretty. It still has a nice uh, pilsnery character to it. It's just uh, it does. It lacks that spiciness because honestly, that that Munich malt's a caramel malt. It's a light caramel malt, but it's still a caramel malt. And what you wind up with it is you get like a, a little bit sweeter than what it should be. Which how would, kinda, how would this compare to like a like a Vienna lager? Well, it's it's kind of similar. Again, it's a little sweet, though, because the hops weren't balanced for this beer. Um, our IBU would have come in, you know, it probably came in a little lower than what, what we've got on it because we calculated it at 30 IBU. A Pilsner, believe it or not, is actually pretty bitter for the style, and you're supposed to have, like, this true spiciness from the Seas hops right. or Saws, and I don't get that at this is Alexander. We say Saz. <laughs> I don't even say his hops. Um, but I don't get that at all. You know, I, I just kind of get like a, it's a sweet caramel flavor to it. There is a hop to it, but it's kind of more earthy than, than I would have thought. The spiciness that I typically get from that hop. Right. So, I don't know. I still dig it. It's not what I expected, though. I, I think it's great. I, I kind of like the, uh, the, the sweetness that's going on. I think it, you know, maybe it helps that I'm coming off a cold and it... Uh, Kind of, you know, some of that flavor pops a little bit more. I don't, it's good. I like it. Well, it's. But if you're not a normal Pilsner drinker, like if you like more craft beer, I think that this is going to draw you in a little bit more. Right. Um, but if you are a lager drinker and you are a Pilsner drinker too, it kind of crosses you over into something a little different. So I, I don't know what I'd call it. It's just not. It's a copper Pilsner. It's a copper Pilsner, right. We're inventing that's, styles in the Cincinnati area all the time, so that's right. <laughs> we invented one tonight or the other day. So Copper Pilsner. Um, I like it. I think Mike would have liked it. Um, I think Mike would have told you this is not a traditional Pilsner, but oh, it's absolutely not. <laughs> but he would have liked I, I would have agreed with him. And, and if we do it next year, you know, we'll do it right. It's, it's what do you mean if we do it next year? Well, I mean, if if I do it next year here in Alexandria, I think you get two years. It's, I think that's the rule. I don't know. There's no rules. <laughs> we can make it up right now. Two years. Uh, we are making uh we did talk, us, us at Braxton, and you were part of that conversation, too, was going forward, you know, we've got all these awesome breweries that have been participating in it through, you know, we, we've been fortunate enough to be part of it every year. Braxton's been part of it every year because the first two years were actually made at Braxton. And you were a part of this beer well before your brewery was open, which <laughs> I, I think is fun. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it was, it was one of those things that when I think about Mike, the first time I met him, he just said, I want to follow you through your whole process. I want to be there when things go wrong. I want to be there when things go right. And we weren't open yet, and a lot of things went wrong between that first <laughs> batch of Big Sis and now. And, and you know, I, I kind of dig the fact that we're now able to make it. Um, but I think, I think we've had, you know, so many breweries participate in it from the first year to the second year to now this year. But I think what, what we all kind of talked about is, you know, if you're here participating in it, um, 
great, you're going to be on it, but the collaboration list is getting way too long to start listing everybody on it. Right. So we're going to start dialing that back. You got to be part of the beer, and I think that was kind you, of you have to be here to accidentally dump Munich malt into it. Exactly. <laughs> you got to be. You got to be one of the troublemakers. <laughs> um, I mean. It would make sense if there was lots of drinking going on while the brew day was happening, but, you know, we know that that doesn't happen. No, never. That was a joke <laughs> for anybody that's listening. Never, um, never. Let's, let's keep drinking through this here. Uh, next up, number two. Oh, the Flesh of the Pumpkin. So I have not gotten to try this since it was actually done. That's, that's why I... You gave I, me a little squirt out of a tank at one point. That that's, was, that's why I brought I it out I stuck my you. finger in another beer. So I don't know what, um, what episode that was, but that was at least two years ago. That we when, brewed oh, when we brewed, yes. Yeah. Um, the Rainy Day Brewcast. I don't know the episode number off the yeah. top of my day. I just I remember the name of the show because it was cold and it was rainy. And we were huddled around uh, the picnic table <laughs> in your old backyard. Yeah. <laughs> and we brewed this beer. And um, it was one of my, one of my favorite memories. I've, we've probably talked about it on the show before, but it's one of my favorite memories of a show just because it was so uncomfortable. And it sounded like the, the, the sound of it, when you listen to it, it captures all of that very, very perfectly. Yeah. Um, so this was our uh, attempt on the big system of it. We actually did a barrel, uh, a barrel-aged version of it too, but that one really quick. So this is a, a pumpkin porter instead of like a. When people say pumpkin beers, you traditionally think some kind of a, an amber ale that's just loaded with every pumpkin spice that you can think of. Right. Over the top, uh, this is not that, right? Right. It, it's um, well, it's really like a Baltic porter if you want to say that. I, I don't believe it. There's such a beer as an imperial porter, but I guess you could call it that. Um. But it, it does have pumpkin spice in it, but there's a lot of pumpkin in it. Oh, yeah. Um, so 9.2%. So yes. it trips into the imperial category in my book. Baltic. Uh, Baltic. <laughs> <laughs> what is the difference between a quote-unquote imperial porter and a Baltic porter? Well, I don't believe there is such a style as an imperial porter. <laughs> I, I, but, I think, but by definition, is there? I, I think I think what it is is either if you're talking an imperial porter, you're either talking a Baltic porter, which is lighter bodied, or you're talking a stout, which is a heavier bodied beer. Right. And then that that porter is either is it an imperial stout or is it a is it just a regular stout? Because a stout is supposed to be double a porter. We could do a whole show about stouts and porters and but then how that whole thing too happens. Too, right? I just. <laughs> I, I, I like to say it's a it's it's a vegetable beer if you get into the technical category of what well that this makes beer it sound terrible yeah, right <laughs> it's it's got like a uh, a nice big kind of I mean it's it's pumpkin but like you can't write if you don't necessarily right off the bat identify it as pumpkin because I feel like for so long we've gotten this thing drilled in our head about what pumpkin tastes like and what we are drilled into our head to think of pumpkin is cinnamon and nutmeg and all of these quote-unquote pumpkin spices right this is definitely not that i mean it's there but um there's definitely like a a, a gordy goodness is it, can i say gordy goodness yeah like you, a, you can <laughs> definitely say gordy goodness hey Anne. it's um it's delicious the uh the the pumpkin Plays with the. Uh, uh, the no, you're fine. Nobody else knew. I turned your mic down. Okay. <laughs> it plays with the the roastiness. Perfect. It um. It. I mean, what I, what I go for with this is I try to get like 
what you get with like a pumpkin pie. I try to get like even like a little bit of burnt crust in yeah. there, and and that's. But I also want you to feel like you're drinking a beer, or not. But it's it's and not it's, drinking. It's, a, what is it? A pumpkin latte or whatever? Right. Starbucks makes which I don't know. Well, you know, they're they're kind of good too. But um, this, they are. This they are. The, you know with a pumpkin spice latte or a beer that is mimicking one of those flavors for pumpkin spice lattes. Um, as soon as October ends, I'm done with it. I don't I don't want anything to do with them. Whereas something like this, it carries itself a little further into the season for me well that that was that's always been my goal is i've always wanted this to be more of a thanksgiving beer than a halloween beer if that makes any sense you, at all do you find so you've got it on tap now in december it, it's do almost you, gone do you, We're on but our do you find year. people like avoiding it because it's december no it, we sell it in a in a smaller size right. than, because of the. I'm, just, I'm curious about the if you put the um, name if you put the name pumpkin in something i'm curious about what that happens to the sales of it after October. so we had a we haven't noticed much of a decline in it. It stayed as steady as it stays. I mean, it falls like in the middle of the road of our beers. So, so normally, if it, if it's a higher ABV beer out in Alexandria, it's not going to sell the greatest. You know, it'll sell, but it all of our, our best sellers are all are lighter in terms of ABV or an IPA. So it, it's like if it's not hitting that lighter beer, or if it's not hitting that IPA. It's probably going to sit for a little bit. I'm not saying that we're not going to move it. It's just, do you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. I'm getting blamed for something right now. I can see it from across the room. So that happens. Um, Scott Lau, the fantastic Scott Lau, uh, he has is now getting his big sis winnings from last year that <laughs> we've had sitting in my basement for a year. And every time I run into my crap, I didn't put it in my car again. So he has his collector's item, um, Alexandra Brewing Company t-shirts that he was supposed to look really cool before you guys opened wearing around. And now you guys are open and it's, you know, everybody wears it. Oh, there we go. Okay. Wait one. <laughs> What's up? You found it? Oh, hi. Hey, I can turn his mic down. Is he, is he she was just saying. <laughs> she was just saying hi. Oh, well, in that case, get on the other mic. <laughs> she, she actually, she probably would be. Well, you've talked about with I don't know if on air or about with me. You've talked about doing a I want, brewer's I, wife. Very much brewer's spouses is what I'll call it because there are females in the industry that it would be interesting to talk to their husbands too and how. I think uh, that'd actually be a really I, yeah, good yeah. conversation. I think, I think an entire show of people who are the other side of these people. I know you know you know. It, my poor wife has to deal with somebody that you know runs out, especially this time of year with big sis coming. You know, I'm, I make a lot of stops at a lot of breweries to pick up baskets, right? And and you get your little I mean, one. Don't don't tell her this, but I could, I really could just walk in the brewery, pick up the basket, turn around, and walk out. But it doesn't really end up that way. Yeah, but you you really can't. I mean, yeah, I mean it's rude, right? You can't just walk out. You, know, you, know, you can, then, but <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying with with your reputation, it's kind of tough to do that. I mean, even if you did just walk in and you don't have a beer, I'm not saying that that's rude, but they're going to talk your arm off anyways. That's true. But sometimes I could even just walk into. I could I could tell people ahead of time and say, hey, you know. On my basket, just put like you know, big sis or something like that, and I could walk in and just say you know, and they say, oh, what's what's on the you know, what names on the basket? Oh, big sis, and then I could get out. But there's a very awkward moment when you walk into a tap room and somebody doesn't like know you and you're like, you know, what's what names on the basket? And, uh, the, the the gnarly gnome, like it's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> creates more of a conversation. But do not let him leave without getting that. 
<laughs> It'd actually be pretty fun if he, if he did, though. I'd enjoy that. That would be funny if we just every year had to give it back to him and he got to hold it for a minute. And then <laughs> this is going to be an interesting show for people that listen to it as a podcast because it's... Nobody's going to understand what we're talking about. No, they're not at all. Um, So, Flesh of the Pumpkin, fantastic. You're saying that there is no issue with using the word pumpkin in the beer. You haven't seen it, at least. Well, in our tap room. Now, if I were to distribute it, I think that'd be a different story. But, you know, we didn't... We actually didn't release it until, I think, the first week of October. Can we talk about distributing beer a little bit? Yeah, let's go so, with that. Um, there was a, a, you know, a big excitement when you guys announced that you had signed with Adina. <laughs> Yet, I'm not seeing your beer anywhere. How come? Well, <laughs> we're, uh, we're a five-barrel brew house with six five-barrel tanks. Right. And, uh, and a whole bunch of thirsty people that live around here let's say that we and and when we signed with adina we were we were pretty clear with them that like look we just want to get into festivals and stuff like that at first we're dipping our toes in the water with you guys because we don't really distribute in kentucky our goal in our first our first year was to get 10 percent out the door and right now we're running under one percent um our demand has been far exceeding our expectations uh I know everybody says that's a good problem to have. Yeah, that's the number one thing we hear. Probably, but it's still a, probably a, a little annoying. <laughs> well, it, it's still the problem, though, too, because, you know, you... And then if we get into the whole business model of a brewery, our tap room's our most profitable area, right? So we want to drive people to tap room, and that's part of the reason you distribute, at least to get it out in different areas so people are willing to make the drive, especially to where we are, right? and, and try, you know, a different brewery or whatever, because... We, you know, in Alexandria, we're kind of the only place out here. I mean, there are some other things like the bowling alley, and, and there's some other places that are open a little bit earlier in the day. Like uh, when you're a brewery and you say, "Oh yeah, there's there's other places around here," like the bowling alley. Well, but that, but I'm being <laughs> serious with that too. There's there's Belly and Soul, or they're not called Belly and Soul anymore. Spare Time Grill is what it's back to now, um, kind of across the street. But they close at like three o'clock in the right. afternoon. Um, but there are other breweries around town that say, oh, yeah, there are other places around here. Like, there's four breweries this way, and there's four breweries that way. Yeah. Like, you you, you are still, like, if, if I'm a craft beer drinker and I want to get good, fresh, good craft beer, I'm not going to the bowling now. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> I'm but, coming here. But I, I guess my whole point with that is, is that there are, we have our nights where, you know, the city of Alexandria has something going on that only the locals know about. Right. And, and it'd be really nice to have, hey... I'm from Westchester coming in tonight, or I'm from Mason, or whatever, and we don't we don't see that as much as we'd like, and that but it's partially to do with the fact that they haven't tried the beers that we could put out and get up to Mason. That's true, and, and it's you know it, we realize our position with it, and I know, I mean I know I talk to people in Florence that have never heard of us before, and there's I imagine that there once you are able to get a keg out here or a keg out there like making those decisions of where it makes sense to send that one keg has to be a very hard decision too of, yeah. you know where where does it make the most sense if I'm going to send this out do I send it to this person do I send it to this place do I send it you know like, you know where, right. where makes the most sense and, and that's you know that's something that we need to we obviously know we've got Alexandria the Alexandria market cornered we feel like Cold Spring's pretty good for us. I mean, I, I know we kind of we kind of split Fort Thomas between us, Darkness, and uh, and Braxton Labs, but we we draw a good amount from Fort Thomas. But Highland Heights, anything on twenty seven, 
anything south of here, almost down to Cynthiana, which is almost Lexington, we get a lot of traffic from, too. Right. Cynthiana has its own brewery. Do they? Yeah, but nobody knows about it. What's the name of it? Do you know? Uh, Iron. It's like, no, it's, it's Maiden City Brewing. I almost Maiden wanted to City. call it Iron Maiden Brewing, but... <laughs> That's awesome. Nah. Put a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really great idea for a brewery. So, no, that, it's... I don't know. I mean, they're, they're tiny. They're, they're running it. I think it's a barrel system or maybe a two-barrel system. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's a true nano. But we get a lot of people just because a lot of... It's weird. Cynthiana is like this weird town where people work in Cincinnati and they work in Lexington. Right. Like a husband might work in Lexington and a wife might work in in Cincinnati or vice versa. So it's like a good middle of the road city for those people. Um, but we'll have people on their way home from work to stop in and grab a beer or two and, right. and it's we get that like further south traffic. Well, I was, you know, when we were driving down here and my wife does not get down here that often, you know. We, <laughs> Go I, figure. And, and I, we were, as we were driving down, I was pointing out the, the Cracker Barrel. And I'm like, you know. The, oh, that was a big if, deal. If, but how often do you see a Cracker Barrel on a road that's not just right off of the highway? Like, that doesn't happen with Cracker Barrel. That's not their, their business model, typically. Right. Yet there are so many people that make that drive from Cincinnati and go straight down and just pass right through this corridor here. Yeah. Enough that Cracker Barrel thinks it's worthwhile. Well, they they hit a huge thing there because there's a lot of people that, and I don't know how much you know about this area, but there's Butler little, further south. Very little. And then there's Falmouth, and then there then you get into like the Cynthianas and stuff like that, right. right? But Butler, Falmouth, those people, a lot of them work in the Cincinnati area, and they're, they're for them it's it's a good life because they can have more land, and it's worth the drive. So. What, what I think is so fun about a place like this, like I've talked to some breweries that open in a neighborhood and you talk to them about why they're there and they can go on and on about the demographics and about the traffic and about this and about that and about the age of the people and you know, and it's all, it's all you know, obviously important and, and, and makes sense why they're there because of that. And you could probably do the same thing with Alexandria, why it's important that a brewery exists here versus another one in OTR or, you know, even in Bellevue or wherever you, you decide that this is a great place to open another brewery, yet you guys are here not, not because of any of that. It, 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 this is, this is your, your hometown. Well, I mean, not your home. It's, it's your wife's hometown, but yeah. um, in turn becomes your hometown now. Right, this well, is, we live here now, so right, yeah, right, it is right. my hometown. This, you know, you guys are here not because of the demographics, not because of the traffic that drives by this location every day, not because if you need to grab a little Caesars on your way out the door, it's right next door. You know, you, you, this location exists for you guys because this is home and because you believe in your neighbors, I guess, is the, is the way I would put it. Well, I mean, honestly, when we looked at it, and, and this is before Little Miami came into the picture, we looked at Milford and we looked at right. Alexandria. I'm from Milford. She's from Alexandria. And, and that's a big part of it is, is that's because that's where we're from. Um, the big piece of coming into Alexandria I mean, yeah, it's great that this is where she's from, too. But I kind of see this as how Milford was when I was a kid. Um, I could see that. <laughs> but I, was, I lived in Milford probably right around the same time as Yeah, I mean, there was a lot more farmland out there. <laughs> you were way older than me, though, so we didn't hang in the same circles. <laughs> what are you talking about? We were the same age. Um, no, but it, it was, you know, it was kind of 
subdivisions were kind of being built. They were buying up farms, but not really. And that, that's kind of what's going on out here now, too. And I'm not... We looked at it as, yeah, it, it is an opportunity. There, there's a definite... There's going to be a need for more and more stuff like this as this area grows. But we also looked at it as, you know, we want to be where... We know our neighbors where they're coming in and they know we live in that community, right. you know, and, and we're part of the community. Um, it's important for me to be able to sit at a city council meeting and talk about my brewery and talk about it as a citizen of my brewery, right. if that may, of the town I'm in, if that makes any sense. Um, and, I, and I know that there's some people that do and there's some people that don't. Some people just look at, hey, this area is going to be bustling. I'm going to look at it as an investment opportunity. We could have gone other places. Now, if you ask me about Over the Rhine, I'm going to tell you I think Over the Rhine's oversaturated, and the two new breweries that are opening down there are going to get lost in the in the mix. But if you talk to me about like maybe uh, and and like Blue Ash, I think that's kind of happening out there too. But Blue Ash is a nice neighborhood that would work. Blue Ash is a little different than Over the Rhine, but right. you know when you say you know getting lost in the shuffle and Over the Rhine, it doesn't matter as much there. You know, even if you are lost in the shuffle and in the greater scheme of what Cincinnati craft beer is, you, you are lost in that shuffle. Right. As long as you're there and over the run, as long as your doors are open, you're making beer. Well, as long as you're within walking distance of X, X, and X. Right. And you're, if not, you're, and you're not making too much beer. You know, right. you, there's obviously not room for another Rheingeist. There's a... Well, I, I, should, I, should, I probably shouldn't say that because as soon as you do say that, it will happen. <laughs> but, but, so, like, Mason's a good area, though, too. Like... There, there's what two brewery, three breweries up there now, but that's a good area for where, you know Mason's got a lot of growth going on, and we didn't look at it as okay, let's go to Mason because there's a lot of money in Mason. We looked at it as Alexandria is a good community. It's where we want to raise our kids. We we want to be part of the neighborhood. We don't just want to be just another brewery that opened up. And and honestly, Prayad and I are both extremely passionate about beer. So I, I think that kind of comes off, too, that if we love what we're doing, the people kind of love what we're doing, too, whether we're making good beer or not. Now, I, I don't know where I lie on that aspect, but I also know that... Well, I mean, anybody can just jump on Untapped or whatever their favorite place is to read about beers and see what people are saying about the beer. And I think you guys are holding pretty good, right? Uh, we, I, I, don't, I don't check it enough, but I do know that you, we were... You've got to check it a little bit, right? I, I, I honestly don't check it enough, but I do know that we were holding um, really strong. Like, we were t- right at the top of the state for a while. I, I do know that. And I, and I don't know how I – honestly, I don't feel like I'm worthy of that. I, I think that there's other breweries in the state that that do better work than I do. But I'm happy to take that title while I have it or when I had it. But what's so interesting to me is that being – in Alexandria, being a brewery that's kind of separated from the community like this, you don't have to make the best beer in the world. And that's, you know, the, the gripe of a lot of a lot of craft beer fans is that you don't have to. No, no, no. no I no, have no, to no, make no, the right, best right, beer no, in the world. But the fact that you are, and the fact that you are making stuff that does stand up with anything else that's being made in Cincinnati is fun and it's exciting and um, it's... It, it, it's it's good for the city of Alexandria. It's good yeah. for craft beer fans around here. Yeah, that that you can do that, Mike. I I do. Give me a minute. I'll get you one. 
I, I've got them. Give me a minute. I'll get you some. Wait, wait till I'm Can off air. Just move over there. <laughs> yeah, put it over. Um, That's what she said. I, but but the, so I couldn't the, help it. The other My thing wife is too giving me the meanest looks. <laughs> the other thing I, I think too is that we wanted to be. We, we this is an unintended con, unintended consequence of everything that I just said though, and, and Brad can speak to this pretty well as he walks away. But we become a community center, and we never thought that that would be what happens. If that makes any sense, we just. In my mind, all I Why did was. Why would you think that? Well, I opened up a business. I didn't open. You, I no, you, opened opened up, up a, you opened up a brewery. I could have opened up a Pizza Hut, though. What difference does it make what I, whether it's a brewery, whether it's a Pizza Hut, whether it's a Little Caesars? I, I don't diary know. Diary in a box. Oh, I'm sorry. I, um, I, I don't know that there's many Pizza Huts that open up that become a hub of their community, especially now because they're but these little tiny holes. Like have but, you seen a Pizza yeah, Hut? Yeah, I have. It's I have. Not, but but, that's, but what out, I'm saying is, is that. <laughs> If you look at it on the surface, we're a bar, right? I mean, you got yes. kissed by a very hairy man. I, I can see that with a red hat. <laughs> um, but but we're we're not like I don't know. We're not on the surface. We're a bar, right? We're serving alcohol. No, 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 no. Like that's. But but I'm I'm just trying to I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to explain the way I think of all right. this and and. To me, it was just incredibly surprising. It's humbling in a way that we've just become... I mean, people bring their kids here all the time. People are always having fun here. And they don't have to come up for beer. They don't have to come up for whatever. I don't really care. Right. I mean, I, I'd like them to buy beer, but, you know, <laughs> we, we've become... We've got a running club that meets up here that started, and they just... They approached us and saying, hey, we want to we wanna start this running club with you guys. What do you think? And we're like, here? <laughs> You know we're on like one of the busiest streets. <laughs> no, no, it'll work. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Can you sign this form, please? It says we're not responsible. Oh, we definitely have, we definitely have waivers for them. <laughs> there's sidewalks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, are there sidewalks? Just, yeah, there's definitely sidewalks. There's at least a few. <laughs> it still can't be a safe sidewalk. No, well, uh, you can't get more than two people together. But it was—it's one of those things where we just never thought that we'd be the community center that we are, and to be uh, to be doing that—that's. That's weird to me. It's still weird to me. It's it's humbling, if nothing else, but it's weird. How are you? Let's let's keep working through this flight here because right. um, well, Eric's joined yeah, us. Conveniently let's, enough, let's, we're getting close to his beer. Let's let's do the next one and then we'll get to his. So okay. Um, well, next one. You and I. I have another one in here that you don't have. Oh, Which number do you have now? Is that thirteen? Yes. I can't see him. I think I should have gave you that. You I forgot you have. Should not a, have. Yeah, I forgot you have a disdain for Belgian styles. No, I. <laughs> I have a disdain for, like, this over-the-top Belgian yeast just to be over-the-top Belgian yeast, which I feel like there's a lot of people that are very um, haphazard. I I shouldn't say this before I taste it. It could be haphazardly Belgian. I think you've had it before. I think I have, too. I think we tried it on the show, probably, didn't we? Yeah, but I think it was the older version of it. It doesn't smell haphazardly Belgian. That's good. But I also have a cold. Eric, what are you drinking? Of course, Big Sis. Okay. The Copper Pilsner. The Copper Pilsner. The Copper Pilsner. What do you think? <laughs> I like it. Hey, how are you? Yeah, good to see you. So, the same way that I've said from probably every Belgian I've drank on the show in the last <clears throat> three or four months, I don't dislike it. Like, in my head, I dislike Belgians, but I don't dislike this. So I, maybe I don't actually dislike Belgians the way I think I do. I so when, when I designed that beer, 
I've got two Belgians that I do. I do a quad and I do a triple. Well, we also do our wit too, but the wit is is traditional and it doesn't taste any. It doesn't have that same Trappist strain in it. Um, but what that is is it was we brew it with golden raisins in it, um, and the idea is to dry it out a little bit. I want it to go good with red meat. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was my whole idea with it. Is is I read uh, Extreme Brewing by Sam Calagione, and he has a beer that he said that he specifically designed with golden raisins, so he can pair it with red meat. And I was like, that is an excellent idea. How can I do that better? And I said, well, what style do I think is a lot is a lot like wine? Is that his uh, Raison de Extra, Alter, yeah, it is, or whatever? It is, yeah, it is. And so I, you're I, saying that this is better. I'm not saying that. I just saying <laughs> how could I do it in my mind better? What, what beer do I consider more to be? And I don't mean like taste like wine, but I mean of that kind of like what's the word I'm looking for here? Like sustenance. The uh, not like normal beer. Well, that would work too. I, I, I mean, would just say like something that could be as complex as wine. Something that could be as. Uh, I don't you get what I'm saying. And, like, and, and maybe I'm a bad wine drinker, but I don't find wine to be as complex as a lot of the beers that I try to be. Well, like that's kind of why the wine industry is made at craft brewers right now, is because they're finding a lot. Wine drinkers are finding a lot more complexity in beer right. than they are in wine now, and they never thought that would happen. The, that also depends on what wine we're talking about. Yeah, that, that is wise. true too. But yeah, yeah. I, probably, yeah. I, I probably drink some crappy wine too. I <laughs> But but my whole idea is cheap doesn't mean it's crappy. Oh, I mean, if you is. like it, it's great. <laughs> but my whole my whole plan with that was to just I wanted something that when you drank it, it, it would be not replace. It, well, it would replace wine basically is what I was trying to go for. Like not that would be taste like wine, but something that would work just as well as wine in a meal. Great. And I I feel like I accomplished it with it. I, I I made it when I found out my wife was pregnant with my son. That's why it's called JWR. It's John William Reynolds is my son, so there you go. Um, but that was the whole idea behind that beer. It's just, and, and it sat in bottles for nine months while it, uh, while everything gestated. Yeah, well, <laughs> while things gestated. While things work. <laughs> Ain't that right? Huh? Bacon in the oven. That's what that's what Ann's saying. While the, while, the, while the baby baked, the beer baked. It's I, I enjoy this a lot. Like it's definitely when I when I sit down at a bar. I mean, this is what ten and ten point two percent. I mean, this is not going to be my first go to, especially if I'm making the drive all the way down to Alexandria from Fairfield. Right. This is not going to be the beer that I'm like, oh, you know, pour me two of those. Um, well, I think the next time we make it, we're actually going to do a bottle with it, a bottle release, and we're a bottle about half of it because we've sat on it for a while, and it's actually gotten better while we've sat on it too. But it. Once it hits that 10% mark, except for our Russian Imperial Stout, the barrel age stuff, that that kind of went quick no matter what. Right. But that, you know, if it's a standard beer, it sits. And, and I don't want to sound like that, but... I feel like if you are pairing a beer with some kind of red meat or, you know, a lot of the big hearty dinners that I, that I love the most, you need something big like this too to kind of cut through that and kind of... Um, Push back a little bit. And Maybe that's push. what you meant by wine-like. That's that's kind of what yeah, I'm yeah. trying to pushes back. I'm yeah. trying to think of the word I was really thinking for. It's not really a replacement, but you know, I don't know. Anyways, just, I feel like I got to say something real quick about my uh, Russian Imperial Stout. My yeah. brothers in arms. We've got to change the name of it this year. 
I, we don't have a new name. We've already brewed the first round of it. We're about to brew the second round of it. Um, we're leaning towards Blackened Blood. Do you want to talk about why you have to change the name? I don't well, think you said that right. It should be Blackened Blood. Yeah. <laughs> blackened Blood. Um, but it is, uh, it, it's because the name is already registered in Ohio. We're planning on distributing some to Ohio. Um, and we're just trying to avoid a lawsuit or any kind of potential that can come out of that. So Distributed to Ohio specifically to my house? Like just right well, to, you know, I, can I don't know about that, right up there and just drop it off? But we want to get some out in the market. And, and, and I'm a market. Yeah, <laughs> I'll <are>. share it. <laughs> we're, we're planning on bottling a bunch of it. We're planning on on distributing a sixthals of it is what we're hoping to do with it just to get it out there get people down here i mean ultimately that's the goal i know that sounds silly but i feel like everybody knows what beer you're talking about well it's I brothers in arms i've already said it i don't know but i mean like i feel like I'm, I'm just trying to kind of what, get what, people to kind of get on the same page that, as us. it's a barrel aged russian it's a, a oh. big can we say big ass i don't know if we can say ass yeah there's too many kids here but uh, you're good. It's, it's a big imperial <laughs> And just gave them. They're not paying money. any attention. And don't you give proceeds of it back to uh, we, some we, organization with the veterans? We did the first year. Um, actually, we're we're about into the tax years when we do it, so we're about to do it right now. Okay. Um, it looks like it's going to be of all the charities we've done, it, it, we're going to wind up. I know the total is about thirty four hundred dollars for this year. So for our first year, I don't think that that's bad. This next year, we're going to kind of hold off on it a little bit because we've got a problem going on. I can't really get into that on the air. Um, it kind of, you, you both know about it, but I can't. Pull the plug. I got to hear this right now. But, you know, it, it, it hurts me that we're doing that. We're finding other ways to, to deal with that, well, though. And, you know, for example, tonight, all of the, the proceeds will. A portion so of, of, of it's says. a dollar per pint of big cis tonight is going toward to wounded warrior, right. and we're setting that money aside as soon as this is done. You know, it, it, we hit and we hit a snag, and, and I think it's something that that happens to some businesses, not all businesses, but it, it it's nothing to do with the, how well we're selling beer because we're selling right. beer really well. Our business has been thriving. But there's other situations that happen with... So I can say from, from the brewcast side, not that we generate very much revenue, but anytime we do, from here on out, anytime there's any kind of revenue-generating opportunity, portions of that will go to Wounded Warriors. Well, not, that that. That, not that that makes up for Brothers in Arms, but well, um, you know, we, we, Wounded Warriors will get at least you know, 20 bucks from us a year, you know, just because that's about all we make. Well, we need to do... You know, that, that was, it's a goal of mine. It, it hurts me to actually say that, that I have to pull this back. And, and it's, it's going to come back. We just yeah. got to get to the point where this situation's behind us, right. and it'll be behind us. It, and it's it's got to just be behind me, though. And I'm sure, you know, and I'm probably speaking way out of turn and, and you know, putting you on the spot here, but I'm sure if anybody ever walks into the tap room and says, hey, I'd really like to donate to Wounded Warriors, they can do it through the brewery. They can just... Yeah, absolutely. And, and we've got another project or another another veteran charity that we sponsor, too, which is uh, Deep Sea Valkyries. Uh, what they do. I don't know what that is, but it sounds awesome. Well, what That's they a do, way better name. It, it, it's an amazing... <laughs> so, so I was fortunate enough to go to, on this... Crazy, crazy, <laughs> crazy retreat um, that was way over the top religious, and I don't need to get into that because I'm not a very right. religious person. But we don't need to discuss that while we're on a podcast. Um, but we met these. We met everybody that we were there with was was just absolutely amazing. And this one couple started a, a veteran charity, which is Deep Sea Valkyries, 
And what they do is they take um, veterans scuba diving. Well, it's more than scuba diving. They, they take them for a week in the Bahamas. It's therapy. It's scuba diving. It's, uh, it's a lot. And, and half of our proceeds from Brothers in Arms is going to them, too. So from this past year right, so right. you know and unfortunately because it was a, it was a tap room release Brothers in Arms wasn't a problem we released Brothers in Arms in, on Smoke Poblanos in Ohio that wasn't a problem because it wasn't called Brothers in Arms by itself it was called Brothers in Arms in, on Smoke Poblanos right but this next year coming up it's going to just be called something different something different unfortunately and maybe that's what we call it something different no, so has with, that been taken you've got to come up with a really good fierce name I mean like a, well, I, black I, and blood is what we like and, black as and of, blood as of now it hasn't been taken but it might be it after might this be now somebody's doing it right now yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know man but anybody in Cincinnati that's familiar, I, I feel like, with your beer has had a chance to try that beer, and it's fantastic. Especially the, the smoke a lot of people is fantastic. It was, We're actually about to put that on. Um, what time is it? 7.07 p.m. Uh, we'll put it on in a little bit. Hey, Brad. <laughs> Brad Martin. <laughs> hey, See? we need to put uh, Brothers in Arms on. Yeah. No. That's cool. You no. can just yell things into the microphone and things happen. It, it, look, Brad is an awesome dude. He's got a really sexy swagger to him. And I love that guy. He does not have a sexy swagger. Oh, he absolutely has a sexy swagger to him. And he's kind of got like a Shrek gait. Like this thing that he does. <laughs> Shrek gait. I like that. Are you it's hearing that, Jim Judge? Swagger. He can't Jim Judge? Nobody can hear anything. Jim Judge is his wife. She's now Jim Martin, but I can't. I can't stop calling her Jim Judge. Jim Judge Martin. See, like they're right there, like in line of the speaker, and they still can't hear. No, I they need, definitely like, can't. I need Hi, big, folks. I need some big speakers. Yes, yeah, we can hear. <laughs> I, I was talking to you. I, I said, I said, your husband has a sexy swagger to him. Yeah, your husband. She seems confused. He's right? got a sexy swagger. See? I said, I said, Brad has a sexy swagger to him. <laughs> and, and, and Noam disagreed. He said he's got a Shrek gate to him. Yeah, a gate, like a like a walk, like uh-huh. kind of a. See, now you're upsetting everybody that you didn't I call sexy. I can't hear a word Shrek gate. I was thinking like Watergate. Folks, you're, you're, you're sexy too, but you're sexy in a different way than Brad. <laughs> let's let's keep drinking because we're going to do an entire show just from the beer fridge. From the beer fridge. So. Um, Fittingly enough, this last one, this might be the first time that we've done a show at a brewery, got a flight of beer, and had somebody else's beer in the flight, but that was because I told you to do it. Well, and because I love this sexy man with a sexy, sexy, sexy beer. I can't stop saying sexy right now. I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> You're bringing sexy back. I am. It never went away in Alexandria. <laughs> um, so what are we drinking? This is Mandalamoo, right? It is. Uh, tell me about this beer. You don't have one in front of you, which... Is it very good? Neither of you guys do. This is not fair. I do. You just can't see it. It's invisible. So tell me about the beer. Uh, it's our milk stout. I guess we should introduce you. Yes. You've I'm, just kind of been hanging out here and yeah. you never said anything. I'm Eric. I, I, Eric Bosler I thought from I said Darkness. Darkness. Yeah. You've been on the show. Actually, you've been on quite a few times. But it's just been a long hiatus. Yeah, but you, you, like, you're right up there with, uh, I think Evan Rouse has probably still been on the show more than anybody else, but you're, you're right up there. You're, you're getting close. I might, yeah. I might be tied with him now. I'd have to double check. I'm, 
if you want to get really nerdy, I've well, changed would, my note-taking applications, and so I'm just catching up, getting everything re he, he was supposed to be here tonight, but he's sick. Oh, lame. That's a good I, excuse. Nah, he's been sick since Thursday. Kind of. He gave me a heads up earlier in the That's week that he excuse. wasn't feeling good. That's a yeah. tough excuse when you don't have kids. Drank too much <laughs> Tropic Flare last night. That's what it is. Have you, guys, have you guys tried the new Tropic Flare? I have not. Um, I've heard good things. I heard it. I haven't gotten to try it yet. But is it anything like Four Loco? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. But I, I again, I haven't tried it yet. All right. um, I think it's very New Englandy. I don't know anything about it. Sorry. Um, it's good. It's, it's their year-round New England. Ah, from Braxton. Braxton, yes. Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. You're just out of the loop. <laughs> I, I just assumed no, I'm that's ironic. what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm being honest. I just yeah. assumed it was in New England. I. I didn't know either, so don't don't apologize yeah. to me. I thought it was some kind of new fruity juice, and you were making fun of Evan. No, no, no. It's definitely, um, cool. definitely a real thing. I probably tried it uh, this week at labs, more than likely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, so I just, yeah. you Anyways. probably have tried it. So yeah. it's it's the same as this year's yesterday's headlines, and the same as their last uh, big release of uh, New England IPA, the Galaxy Mosaic Citra. Whatever that was from Braxton that was in cans. It's good. So I... Yeah. Tell me about Man on the Moon. All right. <laughs> I feel like Andy's getting ready to walk away. No, I just had to stand up for a second. <laughs> the, I, uh, also, I also like him with headphones and the Santa hat. Yeah. Because it looks like some kind of do-rag thing it that does. you got going on. It is a do-rag. Yeah, it's it's not, it is. I, I actually cut the ball off and I made it into the Mario do-rag. <laughs> I was thinking like Santa Pock. <laughs> so Man on the Moo is our milk stout It's uh, one of the beers we opened with Can you hear me okay? I can um, okay. Get your, get I, your I can face you really close to that thing oh, Just to make sure Ooh, There we go Now I feel fuller <laughs> So uh, so essentially it's just It's it's one of our best sellers um, It's got a, a, a big Kind of a mix of Ideas in a milk stout. There's a lot of oats, so you could maybe call it an oatmeal stout. There's a, 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 see that. a fairly uh, even blend in the chocolate malt, roasted malt sort of uh, category. A little bit of coffee, a little bit of chocolate. Uh, what I love about it is that you could call it a milk stout, and I get it. It's mm-hmm. there. Yeah. You can call it an oatmeal stout, and I get it. Yep. But it's like the, it really is this perfect like balance between all of those like big thick kind of heavy stouts that um, especially this time of year I love. Here's a really weird thing about milk stouts in the first place. They don't have to have lactose in them to be considered a milk stout. Which I think is weird. Do you put lactose in it? Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's what we do with ours too, but, and I'm sorry to come in here and just say hey. I've heard that Eric doesn't really love milk stouts either. No, I don't. (laughs) Which I think is funny because this is, in my opinion, one of your best beers that you guys make. I mean, I'd agree with you. uh, It's just funny how uh, it's not my favorite style. Andy, are there any beers that you make that you just really don't love the style? I absolutely hate ambers, and we make an amber. Um and it's our, also probably one of your more popular ones, right? It, it is. I mean, our our I make, we make a blonde. I I made a blonde for uh, we do. So what we decided to do to kind of make up for our um, our brothers in arms lacking, if you want to call it that, is we we do like charity donations. And what we've been doing a lot of is brew with the brewer, um, which Eric can probably tell you. I mean, it's a really popular thing. We raise a lot of money for charities doing that. 
But it, because um, I know you did it for your Kickstarter too, didn't yeah. you? We, yeah. we did it for our Kickstarter as well. Um, and and what we wind up, uh, what one girl wanted to do, she had no idea. And I'd already been working on a, on a blonde recipe. And I kind of just said, well, what about a blonde? Do you want to infuse it with something? Do you want to maybe make a strawberry blonde? No, I just want a plain blonde. It sounds delicious. So I kind of let her, I, I read the hop descriptions to her. She chose the hops that went into it. But other than that, the recipe was pretty much developed. And uh, that has been one of our best sellers. And I, I don't like blondes. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do a Kolsch. And I've never been a fan of Kolsch until I made a Kolsch. And I... And I'm not trying to toot my own horn here with it, and I hope I don't come off that way, but I really like our Kolsch. Well, there were, for a, for a long time, there were a lot of very bad Kolsch's around. And that could be part we've, of it. We've drifted away from that a little bit here in town. Like, there's some really great Kolsch's now, but um, for a long time, when you saw Kolsch with this man, crappy light beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, I'm weird because I actually lager my Kolsch the way that you're supposed to do it. For two weeks, and I like how he does the way you're supposed to do it. <laughs> well, I, I know for a fact I know a lot of breweries that just force it out. Well, I'm not going to name names. My one of my favorite Kolsch's is from Paradise, and he's right over there. Should we ask him if he loggers his? Hey, Jeff. Jeff Grape. Make sure you say like you're supposed to. Hey, hey Jeff. Brad, Brad's the only one can hear you, so just make him ask. Hey, do you logger your Kolsch? No. no. See? See? Hold on, hold on. We're going to turn this Eric, around turn for a second. Just turn it. It's, it's, it's cool. a uh, hybrid. Hybrid. It's What's a hybrid. It? What does that mean? That means, I, well... All cultures are hybrids. That means it's a hybrid. Well, they are. And that, <laughs> but but I, don't, I don't actually keep it at the lower temperature that uh, during fermentation that the Kolsch normally does. I ferment it at 68 degrees, but then I start to step it down later in the in the fermenting process. What I mean by that, by, what I mean by lagering is, is do you hold it at, at lower temperatures for two weeks before you... No. Okay. No, I don't do that. So Jeff does not lager his Kolsch. I do not lager the Kolsch, no. Um, not truly lager like that, no. It's interesting. I, I need to. I need. I need a, a Kolsch flight now. I need to try all the Kolsches. And uh, our Kolsch is and our Kolsch is actually lagering right now. That's we, a different we ran show. out of it. <laughs> it is a different yeah. show. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. The Kolsch show, brought to you by Andy Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a nerd. All right. I feel like we could do like Sorry, an entire I, show go, on. It's okay. I know we were talking about Man on the Moon, and now we're talking about Kolsch. Let's go back. That's to the way we do this. This is a yeah. podcast. We talked about Man on the Moon. ADD personified. <laughs> this is ADD radio. It's ADD podcasting. Squirrel. Liquid squirrel. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. If if I learned anything about doing Cincy Brewcast from Mike, it was just go. Like if there's a topic that comes up, you just start talking about it. <laughs> So I really like, and I was talking about this earlier today with uh, Michael, a a man. Is that it? Is it a man or is it a man? I think it's a man. I always say a man, but I don't know if that's right. I always say a man. Well, I used to say a man, and then he told me it was a man. Oh, well, then it's probably a man. (laughs) But it looks like it's a man. It should be a man. (laughs) So I was talking to him, and and we were talking about uh, darkness is common. And, And... I love that beer. I think he. I think he does it. But you, what do you call it? You call it a bastardized common? No, I would just call it. A, I mean, officially we call it a Kentucky common. Well, I know, but, but you, I you told like, me once like that it was a bastardized. It might common. be a bastard. Yeah, I kind of had to make did, it up. 
Do we actually know for a fact? Is that one of those styles that you don't really know what it was, though? No, that, that is one. Okay, so... <clears throat> get, get Andy his, uh, his yeah. soapbox. <laughs> no. Um, so the story about it is is that it came about because Civil War happened and everybody was drinking a lot of bourbon. Right. So those guys kind of got better, you know, whatever you want to call it. The PTSD kind of went away, and they didn't, need, they didn't have the need for the heavy stuff anymore. So they moved on to beer, and the Kentucky farmers had all this corn, and they didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> Nobody's using our corn anymore. So as the story goes, a guy from Cincinnati, because Cincinnati was the highest female producing city in the country, came down to Louisville. Damn straight. And said, we better still be. Right? He brought this uh, this ale yeast with him, and he produced the common, the Kentucky common. And it's 30% corn. It has a little... The only difference, really, between that and a ale is the dark malt. Yeah. It has, like... Uh, That's the way I always understood yeah. it, was it yeah. was... The water was just a lot different on the... Uh, the other side of the mountain, so to speak. But yeah. I've also heard this whole argument about the the sour side of it, that it should have a little bit of tartness to it because well, everything was tart then. All beers did back then, though. Right. I mean, the thing is, is that there, there was an argument about the sours because they thought it was because it was a sour mash because of bourbon country, but that's not the truth. Nobody has in their notes. There's a bunch of notes you can find online about it. And not a single one has soured the mash. Yeah. Sour mash doesn't mean that the beer is all the sour, though, either. No, it, it absolutely does. It means the way Typically. It, the way that bourbon is made is they let the mash sour while it's fermenting. Right. It's, it's fermented in open vats, right? Yeah. But the, so, the end result of it is still beverage that was... You, you don't taste the sour. Right. Because yeah, it, but the, uh, the stiller's the beer is, is quite tart. If you were to go before they actually distill it. But then that uh, I've, I've tried to taste. But it. then that that, uh, that sour mash is is more about just bringing all those microbes back to the product for consistency. Right. So they'll always take a little bit of the previous mash, push that back in, and they bring in new mash. And then that's whether they actually pitch new stuff or not. I'm not 100. percent But that's the uh, so the story goes. Right. So apparently that's how they'll keep their bugs going for generations and generations and generations. So. so yeah. The story was originally that came out is that all that they were doing was taking a bourbon recipe, 51% corn, and making it into And that's when a, I first sour heard about beer. it. Was the sour was off and on, but it was the concept was more about way more like a, a whiskey grain bill it, yeah. versus a beer grain bill. So when I pro, when I built when I built our common, I built it on though that information that was either before or before I had the ability to find the recipe, quote unquote, that Andy's talking about. What, what's her name? Uh, Is it Leah? Who yeah. works for Apocalypse, Apocalypse Brewing? Yeah. yeah, she's the owner and uh, head brewer for Apocalypse Brewing down in Kentucky. She actually wrote the book on Kentucky Common. Literally. She, yeah. Liter- well, she wrote the she wrote the definition for uh, the BJCP. Did I say that right? Yeah, you got Something it. You like that. that. Yeah. And, and then she also she did so much legwork on researching that style that. You can you can actually find her if you Google anything on Kentucky Common how to brew it. Her name typically pops up yep. because she she wrote she literally wrote the book on it. Um, it was a it's a pre prohibition style you know and it's now making a comeback. We've got one. Wooden KS has one. Eric's got one. A lot of Kentucky breweries are doing I, it because I dig the style a lot, like way more than I probably should. But I also I love cream ales. I love. 
I love Little Gangs. Can I say that out loud? Am I going to get... Yeah, you're fine. I, I freaking love it. Like, I think it's just such a fun style. It, it, it takes all of those flavors that everybody for so long said shouldn't be in beer at all and it like just showcases it and says this is what this beer is about i love it i love the beer so much what's really weird to me is that the yeast we use which we use uh we use cream ale yeast for it it's a high sulfur producing yeast right so we have to lager it to get that and that's weird to me too and and i don't think you're in that you use usa american yeast yeah See, I'm I'm a little. See, now we need to do a well, original Kentucky Common I'm a, little, show, I'm a little jelly on that. And the story goes originally that the, it was such a fast beer that it would that it was still fermenting in the barrel on the way to the account, and then it didn't. But that it didn't last, which right. is one of the reasons why it never really left our area in Central Kentucky, because it wouldn't necessarily make the trip to Chicago. Or, I could I could see that 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 was probably true for a which, lot of which beers. also kind of goes back to the sour thing where if you were truly like souring that beer I, I just you wouldn't have yeah. the time yeah right. it would be too fast I mean they're, they're, I've read things where they're saying as fast as 10 days from the brewery to the account on draft so or, just, or maybe that's people, also back in the day where we actually don't know if the beer was really good or not maybe it was soured like because it Sat there. He sat there for a little too long. And yeah, yeah. When you yeah. tried it, yeah, there was a little bit of and a sour also thing. The, the other things I read were um, that a lot of that souring was a result of uh, homebrewers. Uh, you know, which we wouldn't all be here if we weren't homebrewers. But uh, that that interpretation he was talking about before, uh, just kind of going off of the whiskey grain bill, it, it almost makes sense to do like a sour mash or a kettle sour concept. So when they were recreating them in their kitchens. That's, I think that's where a lot of it also came from. Right. But apparently, according to style, it is not supposed to be a sour beer. Yeah, it's supposed to. The big thing is... Personally, I think it could be either one. However you want to do it, call it a Kentucky comment. You and call it whatever you want to do. If you're from Kentucky, Kentucky you yeah. can get away with it. Yeah, touche. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you're from, New if York you're from City, Massachusetts yeah. making a Kentucky comment yeah. and you're making it sour... Fuck you. Or just call it something else. <laughs> yeah, call it a sour cream ale or something. Yeah. That's that's coming from Andy. That's uh, you do whatever you want. Hey, I, got, I got a lot. Of, I got. I actually got like three friends that are brewers up in Massachusetts right now. So I hope they hear this. <laughs> um, Eric, talk about darkness a little bit while you're here. Oh, tell us what you guys have going on right now that we should be excited about. Um. Let's see. We're getting ready to get into the cold part of the year. Um, yeah. So in theory, it's like is, 50 degrees outside. All right. Touche. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll get something cold we'll weather. Uh, so we got it was, a lot. It was two degrees yesterday <laughs> or three days ago. I mean, it, this is Cincinnati. Right. The, uh, so we've got a lot of our, um, I guess now that we've been open for a while, there's stuff we're bringing back. But uh, we have a shoplifter on our lineup, which is our American barley wine. Yes. Uh, Chocolate Murphy's coming back. Uh, Chocolate Murphy. <laughs> yep. There's, uh, we're working on a honey stout next week that we're, uh, uh, it's the first time we've made it. So that sounds good. Kind of, uh, um, we're shooting for Imperial, but we'll be okay with American. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we've got some of these coming out, uh, some other new things coming. Uh, we do have a blueberry vanilla variant of a milkshake IPA. We've seen a couple uh, random packaging things that you guys have put out on yep, special occasions twice. and stuff. Are we going <laughs> to see a little bit more of that? Um, as we move forward, especially as we've gotten into some more barrel aging and stuff, uh, yes. Uh, we've got some uh, barrel sour projects in the work that 
if things work out, which, you know, you got to put that big if on them, right. um, being so small and new, uh, that'll be, uh, we'll, we're just going to bottle those just for infection purposes. So we'll have some of those bottle release. Um, we've been doing our anniversary beer, on the, which is ironically in July. We tend mm-hmm. to do an Imperial Stout. Uh, this year we I did like them. <laughs> We did them in a bourbon barrel, and we did some bottles of those. That was the first bottle release we did, and then we just released our. Um, thank you. Our uh, we did a collab brew with the city of Bellevue. So uh, oh. the thank you. The party source approached us with one of their barrels from their barrel select series, and um, basically to try to make a long story short, we took uh, brownies and pretzels from Pretzel Place in a, a bakery. Say no more. Uh, Be still my heart. And then uh, <laughs> coffee from the local coffee place, uh, vanilla and chocolate from the candy place. Uh, kind of put all those inputs into the beer and did like a chocolate imperial porter kind of thing. You, you saved um, me one of those, right? Yeah. Uh, bottles? You were supposed to. I've got you a bottle. I actually thought I already brought you one, That's but I got I you a bottle. That's why I heart you. Yeah. Uh, well, they didn't, I guess because, so we released them on Small Business Saturday. The thought being that Bellevue being, we have a lot of small businesses. We do a lot of, like, uh, advertising and marketing in the city. And it gave people a reason to come into us. They could buy a gift right. uh, of it. Well, I think that either that same day or weekend, the party source did all their, like, Pappy Van Winkle release right, stuff. Right, right. And there was, we kind of just got lost in the whole mix but the good part is, is we've still got about a case or so of it left, so there's still some bottles available. Um, and I guess the next thing coming up is we're doing our customer appreciation on uh, the Saturday before New Year's Eve, which we did last year. It was a big hit. Uh, basically a way for us to take the year's shirts. We'll do a bunch of Ben's $5 t-shirts all day, uh, kind of first come, first serve, and then we do big, a deep discount on uh, all of the in-house beers and mm-hmm. the stuff we make. Which conveniently uh, is the same time of year that everybody's got family coming into town. Yep. You're looking for something to and do. And we've also been lucky the last two years where we can do that not on New Year's Eve itself, but like the day or two before. Right. Um, so for now, we just figured we'd do it again. This is a way to say thank you to everybody that comes in through the year. And, um, so yeah, that's, that's and then once January hits, we'll... Uh, I know we've got some projects, but it's more about like house cleaning and like maintenance, fixing some stuff. Boring up stuff. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff that <laughs> stuff that it gives it's, you the time to do it. Exactly, exactly. Right. Um, once we get through this, it's 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 surprisingly it can it can be so slow in December with business if you don't try. Uh, it's just that people have so much going on. So right. we, we've had a lot of events coming up. We just did our Gotha Claws event last weekend where we had... Uh, By the way... Yeah. Did you see those pictures? I love that picture, man. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was yes. pretty awesome. Yeah. That was a lot, that was a lot of fun. Page. Look at the pictures of it. <laughs> I had a blast. And, um, and so, yeah, we've just been kicking right along. So uh, nothing uh, new to really announce as far as anything, you know, right. growing or anything. I mean, we've got, we've got plans to grow, but... We're still like way off in the distance on plans, etc., etc. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Andy, what was just dropped off in front of us? Is this Brothers and Arms? Brothers and Arms on Smoke Chili Pepper. Yeah, this yeah. beer. Um, so it's very hard to brew a beer that is able to stand out at Dark Charge Day. <laughs> and this was this was one of those guest taps that was able to stand out. And uh, you know, you guys had one on too. Oh, that's right. That was the beer I was just talking about. Yeah, it, you know. To be able to make a beer like that that is able to stand out, um, I, 
yeah. hats off, especially so Bratz have also had a beer with smoked poblanos, but they loaded it up with pineapple also. Uh, I, I didn't get any of the poblano in there. Um, there was a lot of pineapple. I, yeah, I there imagine, was a lot of pineapple. I'm, I, I feel this way about all of the Dark Charge uh, variants this year besides the base. The base is a whole different discussion, but I feel like they're going to be really good after a little while kind of sitting and kind of mellowing and aging and melding. I definitely bit. said like the tangerine one for in particular this year was definitely about warming it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I know that's normal, but like in the past you could, you know, an ice cold s'more still tasted really good. The, uh, but I kind of lost the tangerine. As soon as it warmed up, though, it was just boom, right in your face. And I, I did get poblanos and Zach's beer. Did you? But it was, uh, it wasn't, it's was totally different animal than this. Yeah. It was like a little more smoky than vegetal. So be- I think because the pineapple sort of just yeah. covers all that up. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with this, what we did is we had our restaurant smoke, which is Four Mile Pig. They're they're separate from us, but they're they're inside here. Um, think about Mayatree and what, what, or what's the name of their restaurant? Catch a Fire. Catch oh. a Fire Pizza, like okay. what they were originally. I think now Mayatree and Catch a Fire are the same company. I don't know that for a fact but neither do I yeah I'm saying I think yeah, it would make sense but but they smoked your poblanos yeah they, so they smoked 7 pounds of the poblanos and then I put 5 pounds of fresh poblanos in it okay so a total of 12 pounds I gotta figure out barrel. how they keep those lit how to keep what lit sorry <laughs> it's all up, about roll the roll up, roll you gotta up get a nice tight roll poblanos are hard to keep lit once you start smoking them oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry really bad joke <laughs> that was even a, a bad dad joke yeah <laughs> This, this, um, this beer is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Is the point? It, and you get it in the nose more than in the flavor, so you still get that chocolatey barrel aged stout. Yeah, but you smell the chilies, but you're not just drinking a chili beer. Right. It. Um, I don't want to say it hides in there because it doesn't. Like it's definitely there, but you know it's not. Well, the reason we went with poblanos versus like I don't know habanero or whatever is we wanted something that would be subtle but flavorful. Yeah. We didn't want it to be like a burn your throat going down type beer, but we wanted something that would be, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how many people know about poblanos in general because it's not as common of a pepper, but it, it is actually what Chipotle uses in their corn salsa, and that's why that's how I know about it. To me, it's it's closer to the flesh of the pumpkin than it is like a like a chili beer. Like you get that good like vegetable kind of yeah. and I hate saying vegetable because that makes it sound so gross to me but well just think, <laughs> think like, like think that, like green, like green pepper like that hearty kind of thing that goes it's, it's, it's like green I'm, pepper with attitude it, there's like a little yeah. bit of heat to it that, I, yeah. I think that's a good way and to and a lot of times it. with poblanos if you were to eat I don't know if you would ever eat 20 of them but there's I don't know that I've ever had at some point them, no. what's really fun about them is one will be a little bit hot it, one will be extremely yeah. hot and then uh, but they're not but they're not like ho- even jalapeno hot so I I've, I've been but using one them for years, be. so maybe. Yeah, it, uh, it's really weird. One and, and a batch will be extremely hot. Not habanero hot, but like past jalapeno. Right. And then, then you'll have the rest of them, and it'll be subtle as can be. It's, it's just a nice heat. I'm sorry, go ahead. You've no. been using them for years? Oh, yeah, no, just I've at home and, I mean, being in the restaurant and bar business my whole life, I've been exposed to a lot of things, but uh, yeah, it's... I've been always been a big fan of poblanos. Yeah. And if you grow them in your backyard, you'll actually get a good amount of peppers in a year instead of growing bell peppers where you get two. <laughs> right. So we did yeah. that once, and there I got two, and they were yeah. like this big. But the poblanos will you'll actually get a good amount where you can you know, and they're not like super thin walled either. 
So. Yeah. I know we're talking about beer, but they're great for cooking, too. Oh, they're, they're awesome. <laughs> for cooking, yeah. Chili rellenos. I, I used to use them in uh, fajitas all the time because uh-huh. I think they're not. Yep. And my kids will eat them most of the time unless you get that one hot one. Right. They... <laughs> yeah. That's when you give them extra. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, that's a show. Oh. Well, you got to get Sean on here. Um, well, we have a game, too. Do you think Sean wants to play a game? I don't, I mean, let me what check my questions. It? It's a trivia game. Oh, Lord. Like Jeff trivia. doesn't want to come on, but Sean, and what about Tina? Is Tina still here? Tina, you still here? She had to go to work at some point. There's Sean. There's Sean. Sean, come over here and play a trivia game. How about Andy from Paradise? Um, I could do that. They have to, like, buzz in somehow. They have to, like, share mics. Well, Sean needs to talk about what Municipal's doing. Yeah, but we can make him do trivia, too. But I'm not doing much of anything, so... He's got to earn his plan. He's like, like, it's it's about January. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like what I said. I'm going to walk away so those two can get on. Whoever from Paradise. Why don't we... Why don't you do your take... Let's take a break. I don't have a break right now. I'm un- I'm unsponsored right now. What there is to no break. Us? They're not sponsoring me anymore. Well, I haven't I haven't sent him an email. But <laughs> his sponsorship ran up. Let's put it that way. Uh, I didn't realize we've been on that. Long. If somebody wants to sponsor me right now, we could take a commercial. <laughs> hey Brian, you want to sponsor? <laughs> Brian Rath is sponsoring you. <laughs> this commercial is brought to you by Brian Rath. Hi. He's going to get a bill right now if you keep talking. <laughs> um, what? Since he brewed bass, since he brewed bass, you like that? Since he brewed cast. Come over here. I can't hear you. <laughs> We're, I'm not actually doing a sponsorship right now. <laughs> we'll decide it on air. <laughs> You've handed me, like, I don't know how many beers that were above 10%. <laughs> That's the problem. That's my problem. We're right playing now. trivia. We're doing trivia. Okay. And, and now you got Sean into I'm, a conversation. Okay. Well, Sean needs to get on it. So let's get Sean and Andy up here. Uh, the other Andy, not this Andy. Other he just, Andy. He just made a really grumpy face. I've only, other, other Andy's coming up here. I've only got doesn't want to get on it. I've only gotten him on the show once because he says he's very shy. That's what he says. This way we can share mics. Hey, thanks for having me on here. Yeah, anytime. We'll be back in like a couple weeks to do a better show with you. Well, never mind. I don't want to share a mic anyways. Jeff, are you doing trivia too, or are we doing No? All right, well, Eric. It's because he knows he's going to lose at trivia. All right. Oh, I suck at trivia. This is, this is very, it's, it's very, it's, it's very I'm sure short it's, trivia. I'm sure it's very five questions. nerdy beer trivia. Um, so five questions. You guys have to buzz in since we're doing it with two people now. Oh, All right. Um, buzz? So it's a buzz in. <laughs> you have to say your name because that is going to be confusing. Say your name by the name of your brewery because then it's a little plug too. Say the name of your brewery. All right. <laughs> or, or your name. Just say some kind of word that gives. Yeah. You don't have a microphone. You can't play anymore. You said you didn't want to play. I only have two microphones. You need some sponsors. I do have other microphones, but um, truth be told, I left half of my shit at home. Half of my things. Are the kids here? Half of my things at home. So, um, what? What's all in house now or what? Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Um, so what I need buzz in words for you guys so I know you wanna use the name of the brewery, your name, just give me something so I know. Um Wait, did you turn your microphone? Now we're feeding back. Scoot back over here. That's what I get it's a delicate balance. <laughs> Sorry. Holy horse nuts, people. Come is on. That, is that better? Oh, that's better. Okay. Um, what's your buzzing going to be? Um, let's just say... It could uh, be anything. Just give me a word. Um, tally. Okay. 
Horse nuts. All right, horse nuts. Horse nuts it is. Okay, this is a trivia contest that spans a whole lot of different categories. Um, some of them very easy, some of them very difficult. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, if it's you, all going to be medical-based stuff. Um, the prize... <laughs> if it is, I'm good. The prize is a strip of tickets to throw in one of the baskets because I didn't actually plan ahead for a prize. So you get a strip of tickets. Uh, how many tickets is in a strip? Is there a strip? Is that a thing? Three is... No, give more than three. I don't know, like... 40? 40 seems fair. 15. 15 is... $20 seems like a good prize. That's the smoked poblano... Uh, so the, the the prize is, is 15 tickets brothers up and, from brothers the three arms? my wife wanted to give you. So it's a good prize. I'm going to get in trouble when I get in the car. It's going to be called, it's gonna be called Black and Blood soon. <laughs> Black and Blood. With smoked poblanos. <laughs> Ramble and the Sunday, Dome. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Take a drink again. <laughs> You're interrupting our trivia contest. I spent seven minutes planning this. <laughs> All right, so you guys ready? Let's go. You guys ready? Stretched out. You guys ready to go? See, All right. I he's got in the this. middle of drinking. See, he's not ready. I got this. Let's go. All right. Number one. Can I get help from the crowd? Can uh, I get you, help from the crowd? You get. We'll say that you can have one lifeline where you call, you can phone a friend of somebody that is within arm's reach. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're screwed. But that's after, I know. <laughs> you know, there, there's a time or two of some kind of like I will. But I don't up. know. I don't know the rules. Guns well, up. I'll tell you the rules when when I find them. There's yeah. no losers uh, if you have fun. Before Alexandria Brewing Company opened in Alexandria, what was the name of Alexandria's last brewery? Just buzzing. This is way easier than you think it is. Got to buzz in. Anybody? The time is going to run up. Tally. Uh, Alexandria Brewing. Uh, it's close, but I'm not going to give it to you. Because right. that's the name of the current brewery. Oakley, Oakley. <laughs> you can you have a chance to steal this. He said it's close. I, I, I have no idea. Alexandria uh, Brewing works. Does anybody know? Anybody? It was the Alexandria Brewery. No, okay. There really? Which is close, but I'm that's not going to awesome. give it to you. Yeah. I figured it had to be was, ridiculously yeah, yeah, yeah. easy. Like, yeah. Pre-prohibition, this was forever ago, but um, it was actually further I into I didn't know I needed a study for this. Alexandria. Uh, yeah, you got to study for everything I do. Number two, the score is still tied zero to zero. If you guys both lose, both of you have to buy everybody else a strip of tickets. Sweet. So somebody has to I get at least one question right. Of Go right out that door. <laughs> you, should be able to, you should be able to get this one. I'm running this very is, fast. This is an easy one. This is a layup. Big Sis is what style of beer? I'll accept several Tally. answers. Horse <laughs> It's a copper pilsner this year, but originally I, was a Czech style pilsner. I will accept both of those. So you get two points. Oh, oh just give me a point and a half. Uh, okay, point and three quarters. All right. Now we got the tiebreaker. All right. Uh, number, number three. Episode number one. So you have to be a Cincy Brewcast fan to understand this question. Episode number one of the show. Oh my god! Featured four hosts sitting around the table, the the kitchen table in the Cisneros house. Who were those four people? Yeah, yeah, right, right. So it was Mike Junior. Continue with your with your answer, Mike Senior. You and I can't forget. I forget her name. 
Nancy, was it? No. You're, you're way off. So, I don't know. I can guess. I don't know if Mikey has ever been on the show officially. So, no, he was definitely not there. Nancy was definitely not there. She might have been in the background a couple times yelling at us to wrap it up. Yeah, well, because she, so, she was always on we the love seat behind we us the whole time. She was always taking our samples. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, what? Oh. I'm supposed to wave at the bean. Hello. <laughs> That's my little girl. Aw. Um, so, no, it was me, Mike, Tina, and Chris Camboris oh. from, at the time, Mount Carmel. Oh. That's because you're a real fan of the show. So, still one and three quarters to nothing. Question number four. As of today, how many breweries, not just tap rooms, breweries, are located in the greater Cincinnati area? And we will say that is 40-ish, ish miles from Fountain Square. Four shots. 62. I will open this up to you if you think you can get a closer number because that's not right. It's close though. Oh, let's this is go also worth two points. with 59. You got that one. Two points. So you were close. What's the number? It's, the official answer right now is 59. Okay. So obviously it's not 59 because I said 59. Did you say 59? I did. Okay. If it came out wrong, then I'll, he can no, still have the no, point. That's all right. No, okay. you get two points. Okay. So you are now two and three quarters to nothing. All right. So three, and, three and three quarters to nothing. I don't Which, know. this last question. See what? Number five. The last question. Which, how many points did you have? Three and three quarters? Something like I have that. zero. I think I, have I only zero. have two and three quarters. I think you have three and three quarters. I don't really think it matters. This, this question... It doesn't matter. This question is worth four points, so... Oh, so it matters. doesn't matter. Okay. Um, and as this long is, as we can't tie. I'm just here to talk in the microphone right now. This is, another, <laughs> this is another easy one. You have to kind of look around a little bit. Prepare yourself for this one. All right. Alexandria Brewing Company brews up their delicious beer on a brew house that is what size? Uh, oh, that was a quick tie. That was close. It was close. You can have it. It's a five-barrel system. It is a five-barrel system, which means Sean, on the last question, wins. He gets a strip of however many tickets I said. I think I said... On the tie. We had the... On the... Bu- oh, the there they are. There they are. Down to the buzzer. <laughs> you, you can, can split them up however you want. You can, you can dole them out to people around you. Nice. Do what? <laughs> well, that's that's conveniently exactly what we're getting to now. Sean, what's going on? <laughs> I had somebody at work the other day um, corner me, and she said, you live next to Jungle Gems, right? And I said, yeah. She's like, I need you to get me some municipal. And I said, all right, well, I, then I can go there, and they might have it on tap. I can drink some municipal. She said, no, I need, I need bottles. My son needs bottle caps. He loves their bottle caps. He wants their bottle caps. So I said, all right, well. We do have I, some cool bottle caps. Uh, yeah. We really do. <laughs> You don't have any cool bottle caps on the shelf at Jungle Gems right now, though. No, we don't. No. Um, no. Are we going to see more bottles soon? It's that time of year that... Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> I, I, need, I need some encouragement from the Paradise Brewing Company here, right here. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks. I appreciate it. I'm just, like, shaking my head, like, figuring out what I want to say right now, right? Um, you know, we're, uh, we're doing a lot of experiments right now, so nothing big time coming out. Per se, but you can you look for a Belgian blonde. You can look for a uh, a wet beer coming out soon. Um, 
But we're just trying to experiment right now and kind of keep it kind of keep it simple right now to, to figure some things out. Just cool. Dialing everything in, playing around. <laughs> you're, you're supposed to bring notes of all the things you're supposed to talk about. <laughs> yeah, well, then I probably should have done that if I was going to do this right here. Right, exactly. Um, what about Paradise? Do you guys want to talk about anything that you guys have going on? Yeah, Paradise um, has a, I, a lot of amazing stuff coming out right now. I have something I want to talk about two beers after coming we're off out. the air that I, I did the other night that I really enjoyed. But I don't think I'm allowed to talk about it. We will have two bottles. No, the, the show me, can't hear you. You have to get on a microphone. Let me. Uh, no. Uh, very soon, probably uh, January, February, we'll have two new bottle releases. We tried to do them this year, but the uh, the state. Well, I can't say it was the state. I didn't sign the check that I sent to the state. I blame the state. Okay. All else I don't fails. Think the blame state listens. So I think you're good. You can blame them. Yeah, they're used to it. <laughs> so if anybody has not been to Paradise, you guys are Anderson's first brewery. <laughs> and only still. I'm curious what's happening there, too, with uh, um, Happy Two. Um, but um, get out to Paradise. One of, easily, easily one of my favorite breweries in the area. That, and also one of the ones that hits right on the top of the list of the places that I do not make it out to nearly enough. Like, Municipal, you guys are easy. You're, you're around the corner from me. Darkness, you guys are right in the middle of downtown. If I'm down here for anything, I can stop there pretty easy. But Paradise, you guys are just out there for me, and it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. And I, um, I feel bad that I don't make it out nearly enough. But And the times that I do make it out... <laughs> the times that I do make it out, I'm also working and can't drink. So, um, but uh, that always works out in the end for me too. Um, guys, thank you very much. Um, everybody that's listening, go to all of these places, and um, the show notes will have links for everybody's uh, social media and websites and all that fun stuff. And um, if you're thirsty, there's a whole lot of places in Cincinnati you can go to get a beer. And I mean, everybody have a beer. You know, to Mike. To Mike, to, 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 to big Mike. sis, um, cheers. This show would, certainly would not exist without without him, and it would definitely not be what it is today without him. So, um, yes. to Mike, thank you guys, thank everybody. Um, we'll be back cheers. next week, probably drinking beer and talking about. Oh, oh, now everybody, no, there we go. Look at that, look what we did. Okay, put a speaker up, and everybody gets it. To Mike, thank you guys very much, big sis. Woo, big sis, big sis. Now I have to hit the music so that uh, see so yeah, my time is off now. Um, thank you guys very much. You're welcome very much. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Like I said, we'll be back next week um, talking about beer in Cincinnati and everything that that means. 